Make me wanna die. I'll never be good enough. I've actually forgotten the lyrics now, and they've literally listened to that all day. Yeah, I, I don't know them well enough at all. So, so, so. I was just doing you know, head bob. Anyway, <laughs> this is Make It a Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie, and welcome back. Uh, well, I've been away for a while. We had an unplanned hiatus. <laughs> Very unplanned hiatus, but sure, look, here we are. Yeah, so just to catch uh, you all up. Um, I went to London for a weekend away. I'd been yeah. staying very, very safe, extra cautious up until London, and then did a lot of shopping in London. However, mm-hmm. I brought back something I'd rather return. That was none <laughs> other than Omicron itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to uh, isolate. COVID finally came for me two years in. Um, but yeah, my symptoms are mild. I wasn't too bad. I'm vaccinated and boosted. So you know, lucky to be alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, isolation was tough. Yeah, it was, they, re- they reduced the isolation period since Katie had it, though so they reduced it from ten to seven. So I only had to do seven. Um, you, I had to do two weeks. You had to do two weeks. You used to yeah, do, I do fourteen. I oh, now I had to do fourteen days. Oh, really? It used to be, because yeah. maybe it was 14, then it was 10, now it's 7. Yeah, no, I think that's what it was, because um, I got it in at the end of July, start mm. of August. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, I became very agoraphobic after that, honestly. First time stepping outside was scary, but... Yeah, I'm it's on... weird, isn't it? It's it so actually... scary. It's so yeah. scary. But honestly, you know, we're here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Katie, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. But look, Evan, look, at least you can say you survived the pandemic, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can officially say that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm good. I've just had an absolute whirlwind of two weeks as well. So we've both just been going through it, I suppose. Um, but since I've been talking about my, like, my whole car journey here, I have my full oh, yeah. driving test at the end of the month yes. so hopefully on the 4th of March when me and Evan record because it will be one of our scheduled dates I'll have good news <laughs> yes <laughs> good luck good luck we're all praying for you out there so am I look I have my little manual and all here to learn all my questions and stuff <laughs> there we go there we go but anyway, we're going to move on now to Comments Corner. And this is a Comments Corner on cats. And you guys really came through with this one on my Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. So we have one. Wow. The first one I have here said, seeing the trailer was enough. Thank you. Yeah. Fair. And then I got a lot of messages. <laughs> a lot of messages. Some one. This first one's very lengthy. So let's just go into it. It's like... Okay. Okay, so this person goes, so Cats is a performance art piece. It's a show about people using their body language and costumes to live being cats. So what in the sweet baby Jesus was Tom Hooper thinking, making this half-baked, weird hybrid of human felines? They would have saved themselves a pack of CGI money and just hired professional musical theatre actors to wear spandex and makeup, and it would have looked incredible against those sets which did look pretty cool. They decided to focus on casting big names uh, instead of talent, excluding Francesca Hayward, uh, who plays Victoria, and Stephen McRae, who plays Skimbleshanks. They're professional dancers. Yeah. Not only did they cast unsuitable performers, they changed the cat's characters to be like the people they played. Buster Jones is a classy, well-respected cat, and James Gordon plays him as a slob. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Dots is a kind old lady cat, and Rebel Wilson plays her as... <laughs> Rebel Wilson plays her dot, dot, dot. As Rebel Wilson. Uh, yeah. Another comment here. Fat jokes in 2019. Not funny. True. True. Yeah. This person also said. Uh, storytelling was bananas also. In the show the cats are telling the audience. But in the movie. The audience is substituted in by Victoria. Who everyone tells their stories to. Then at yeah. the end. The addressing of cats. Judy then starts talking through the screen. For the first time. Even though the fourth wall. Hadn't been broken up until that point. Uh, someone else also said that the cats were inconsistent in their size. Just that doesn't make sense. Not yeah. Um, someone, uh, someone said, I actually enjoyed Taylor Swift as Bambalarina. 
this is not me. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Sounds like me. And then last comment, Jennifer Hudson was fantastic. So there. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Hudson was fantastic. You guys really came through with that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Wow, I'm so, I'm so shocked I'll never get that again. But I suppose it was a very controversial <laughs> topic. So I'm actually not that shocked. I I agree about the comment with just putting them in their normal costumes because I yeah, actually absolutely. said that in yeah, the podcast. Like, just do it normally and record it and everyone will be happy. Like Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're on to some pop news now. That was actually pretty good. <gasps> wow. You're getting Thanks. there. You're getting there. So we have a lot of headlines to get through. It's such a mixed bag. So first up, she could be having a rude boy or a rude girl. Uh, Rihanna announced on social media that she is in fact pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. Yeah, she did. Yeah, we're still not getting the album. (laughs) No, we're getting, but we're getting a baby. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting a baby. What are we? That's our baby now. Uh, it's we all I'm, I'm actually messing. Rihanna is so private; like we're never going to see that child ever. Yeah, absolutely. Which I mean, I totally agree with. But and um, if that's what she wants, to be, I'm happy for. Um, I'm, I'm delighted for. Her. I'm actually yeah. so happy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on. So, Euphoria is a big hit. Everyone's talking about it. All over. Yeah, they are. All over TikTok. So the hit HBO show Euphoria has been the talk of the town and fans are glued to the screen. However, the parents group dare don't see the appeal. And Zendaya had something to say about this. I'm going to pull these screenshots up here. So a rep for dare told TMZ, rather than further each parent's desire to keep their children safe from potentially horrific consequences of drug abuse and other high risk behavior, HBO's television drama Euphoria chooses to misguidedly glorify and erroneously um depict high school student drug use addiction anonymous sex violence and other destructive behavior as common and widespread in today's uh world uh so zendaya heard this and decided to speak out about it she said our show is in no way a moral tale to teach people how to live their life or what they should be doing if anything, the feeling behind Euphoria is to hope, hopefully help people feel a little bit less alone in their experience. Yeah, and she's dead right, like, to be honest, the people that are saying, like, they're depicting this to be, like, a worldwide thing, well, it is, like, teenagers do all this stuff all the time. That's true. I'm saying this as if I've watched this show, I even watched a second of it, but, like, from what I've heard of what it's about, it happens everywhere all the time. It's happening right now. Instead of slamming a TV show, go check on your kids. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, turn, if you don't want your kids seeing it, turn it off. It's fine. Yeah, that's okay. That's Nothing's absolutely sorry. fine. She keeps watching. Anyway, we're going to move on. So the biopic has become a big thing. We did an episode of Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. So, so some big biopics are coming in the future. So in the era of music biopics, it looks like Madonna is next to hop on his bandwagon. The upcoming biopic called Little Sparrow uh, was written by Madonna herself alongside Erin Cressida, Cressida Wilson. Uh, it was also announced that Michael Jackson will get the biopic treatment with Bohemian Rhapsody producer Graham King roped in to produce the movie, as well as uh, members of the Jackson estate. Right. I agree with the Michael Jackson one. I'm like, yeah, give him mm-hmm. a biopic. He deserves yeah. it. Great. And I said this in our Elton John episode, I think, but I was meant to at least. I don't agree with people that are alive getting biopics. Yeah. Is there a lot? Like, no offense. I'm so sorry. I know you probably want to see the production about your life and, and stuff like that. And that's great. But biopics, in my opinion, were created to like mourn and remember the people we've lost and their amazing lives and like I know part of the band from Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen <laughs> from Queen are still alive but like um Freddie Mercury was like a big part of that band obviously like they all were so they were kind of honing in on his life do you know what I mean yeah 
in that it wasn't actually a biopic about the band, even though they kind of pretended it was, but let's be real, it wasn't. And I feel like the band were fully in support of that because their bandmate has passed away. So yeah, I just don't true. think that our lives should be getting biopics. I'm so sorry, Madonna, but I mean, I'll watch it. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll, but, we'll check it out. We'll check it out. But, yeah. you know, you know, I have to agree. So just, yeah, you know, <laughs> live the life and then... We'll tell the story. That's what doesn't Save it for a guess. <laughs> I think I put it in a better way, but okay. Um, so, uh, Katie, I, you probably didn't watch this, but I did, uh, and it was dreadful. And just like that? No, I didn't watch it at all. Yeah. I was you meant to, but... Yeah, you didn't miss much. So, although Sarah Jessica Parker is riding the fame wave, uh, fame wave at an all-time high after the finale of the dreadful, and just like that, uh, she was asked about a possible Samantha return after a scene in which Carrie uh, has a text exchange with Samantha. So, when asked by uh, by Variety whether she'd be comfortable with Kim Cattrall making a return, she responded, "I don't think I would, because I think there's just too much public history of feelings on her part that she shared." I haven't participated or read articles, although people are inclined to let me know. Yeah, I actually heard that. Um, like, I get it. But I think it was actually in another podcast I was listening to. They were speaking about this. I think it was the unpopular opinion. I actually can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to the podcast. I'm not ripping these off. Um, <laughs> it could actually have been. Oh, it could have been a lot of them. Anyway. Um. They were saying that Samantha should get her own show, like her own spin-off, like mm-hmm. Samantha in London. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. would be cool. That would be, that would be great. With whoever said that, I that up, but I can't remember who said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Fair. making sure that people don't think I'm. I don't think Kim wants to return though. I think she's busy doing other things, and you know. Yeah, but imagine. It would be. How it would be great. Would, it would be great. If she but, just had her own spin-off. Nothing to do with the rest of them. Like no offense to the rest, and the only one I don't really like is Sir Jessica Parker. Mm. But um, yeah, I heard I'm just like that wasn't great. Yeah, no, it was not very good. I was going to talk about it uh, whenever we were doing the round through our Christmas special. I was going to talk touch yeah. on it, but we never did that. So <gasps> woo. <laughs> so we're going to move on to definitely another very uh, famous franchise, and definitely. One of my absolute favorites. Uh, so Ghostface made a victorious comeback in the latest Scream movie, which has garnered over a hundred million dollars worldwide. So a mm-hmm. sixth Scream film has been ordered and is going to be shooting this summer and coming out in twenty twenty three. See, that's what I was confused about. Was the Scream film that not just came out? Was that not just number four? No, that's number five. Oh, <laughs> I just, I thought it was number four for some reason. No, number four came out in 2011. Oh, okay. I seen this one though. I seen number five. She did. She did. I thought it was number four, but I loved it. I actually liked it, to be honest. Like, I was a bit scared and I was a bit like, um, I was more just like, it was more gruesome for me mm-hmm. rather than scary, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, um, do you know what? I'll I'll give number six a go. There we go. She's getting better. I'm getting better. But like, it's not for another while. So, you know, I have time to prepare. So we're going to talk about Katie's, uh, one of Katie's favorite people in the world right now. She may be known for singing as well as doing literally everything else. Looks like Rita Ora might, is, might be becoming a, a Disney princess. I'm only joking. <laughs> but she is joining the Beauty and the Beast prequel series starring Josh Gad and Luke Evans. So she oh. took to Instagram to share that she is a huge fan of Beauty and the Beast. She'd watch it all the time as a kid and she's excited to be joining the Disney series. Yay. Can't wait. I'm not watching it. Oh, it's your read aura episode. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, I won't be here for that. Would you stop? You need to cover things you don't like. You know, you need to cover things you don't like. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. You too. I, yeah, I'm more than happy to do it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she has some bops though. What? She has some bops though. She has some really good songs. She has one or two that I could dance to, I suppose. But like, I just, I don't know. Look, I'm happy for her. She's, she's doing great. Well done, Rita. <laughs> well done, Rita. 
tonight. Good for you. Good for you, the Oracle. The Oracle. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Riri's pregnant, but uh, someone who just literally gave birth recently was Kylie Jenner. So Kylie, oh, yeah. Kylie and Travis have welcomed a baby boy uh, on Instagram with the caption 2222 uh, with a blue heart. So they had a boy. Uh, no names been confirmed yet, as far as I know. No. Yeah, I'm I'm over the whole baby thing. Like I'm yes. like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, grand, delight for you, whatever. But like, like I just think she makes them so secretive, but then also wants to talk about. I'm like, pick one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Stormy was a, that was a big thing. And that was fun because it was the first one. Don't do the same thing again. Get boring. Get stale. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, delighted for them. Hope they have a great life. Well, you know, we mentioned Kylie Jenner. She, uh, speaking of which, a new teaser has been released for the upcoming reality series, The Kardashians, set to hit Hulu yes. in the US and Disney Plus internationally. So the uh, promo saw all the girls dressed in a kind of creamy color. Kylie's heavily pregnant. Um, yeah. So April fourteenth. Disney Plus International, Hulu in the US, The Kardashians. I'm excited. Yeah, you know, I'll give it a watch because, like, it's apparently meant to, like, no, I don't think it'll go mad deep into it, but apparently it's meant to go into, like, the whole Kanye situation and, like, then the Pete situation and the whole Travis Barker. And, um, yeah, they filmed the proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, I probably will just watch it just out of curiosity for all those little bits. Mm hmm. So uh, we have an episode on Cheaper Red Dozen, if you guys haven't listened to that. but And we also mentioned that uh, an updated version is being heading to Disney Plus as well. So we all know the story of the Bakers and their 12 kids, but an updated version starring Zach Braff from Scrubs and Gabrielle Union from Bring It On, as well as a smattering of others, is set to hit Disney Plus on March 18th. Uh, the trailer shows the new family with 10 kids. They are a mixed family, meaning they each had five kids when they got married. Some people are comparing this to... <laughs> Your, yours, mine, and ours, rather than cheaper with a dozen. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, isn't there already a movie like that? It's a yeah. You're, it's more yours, mine, and ours. So, I mean, the ten plus them makes twelve, I guess. But that's it. Yeah, but it's not. It's not the baker's dozen, though. That's the thing. I'll give it a watch yeah. though. Yeah, I'm sure I'll try it on if I'm bored. Do I need to? Yeah. So finally, uh, the 2022 Academy Award nominees were announced today, and I'm very, very excited because it gives me an excuse to watch literally everything. True. So I'm going to read out some of these. So we for supporting actress, we have Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, Anju, Anne Jonwee John Ellis, King Richard, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, and Judy Dench for Belfast. Best Supporting Actor, Kieran Hines, Belfast, Troy Kotzer, Coda, Jesse Clemens, The Pair of the Dog, J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos, Cody Smith-McPhee, The Pair of the Dog. Um, for Best Actress in a Leading Role, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Best Actor in Leading Role, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Pair of the Dog, Will Smith, King Richard, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Javier Bardem, Being the Ricardos. Um, what else is there? Best Picture, uh, so the big one, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Pair of the Dog, and West Side Story. Those are just some of them, so you can check the rest out online. Yeah, um... Isn't one of the actresses on that Irish? I can't remember which one it is, but I know she's Irish. Um, um, who would it have been? I can't remember. But um, Is it, what's her name? Jessie Buckley? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm actually so excited Belfast got a nomination because I only went to see that on Thursday. Is it good? I haven't seen any of these. Oh my god, it's amazing! Yeah, Jessie Buckley is the Irish actress, so she she's nominated. So woo, go Jessie! Absolutely, congrats to all the nominees. So you know, yeah, I'll be, I'll be covering that highly if you want to follow me on socials. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll be all over that. So there we go. So that concludes pop news. So now it's time to move on to this week's topic. Katie, take it away. Do you remember Cindy Lou Who? 
Well, I tell you now, I don't think she really cares about Christmas anymore. Okay, no, jokes aside, this week we're going to be talking about The Pretty Reckless, who's an American rock band from New York City, formed in 2009. The band is fronted by Taylor Momsen, or who I will forever know as Cindy Lou Who. So, Evan, what is your history with The Pretty Reckless? Uh, Pretty Reckless came into my life when I was about 14, I want to say. And I remember I remember I was, I didn't like Taylor Momsen for some reason, I don't know why. I just I don't know what made me hate her. I just think I just hated the look of her. She had that dark eyeshadow and like, it was like intense. I mean, I love her. Do not get me wrong. I think she's amazing now. But back then I just didn't. I think they were just trying to paint her as like a, kind of like the way they did with Courtney Love, like just kind of a bit of a, bit of a head case, like. Yeah. Um, Make her like edgy and stuff. Yeah. But I I remember really liking some of the songs, that first album specifically. And then I I fell off and then, okay, so the Pretty Reckless fans, if you're like a diehard fan, please take this with a pinch of salt because I'm going to mention Gossip Girl a lot because it's kind of <laughs> what brought me back into them recently because obviously I'm watching the show. Okay. Um, and obviously Taylor Momsen plays Jenny in the show. Um, she would not like me to talk about that, but whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's what kind of brought me back was Gossip Girl, I guess to it and then I've just discovered a lot of the everything after the first album so yeah I've just only recently kind of gotten back into them I guess okay what's your history with Pretty Reckless? Um, my history with them is about three weeks ago when you told me about them <laughs> <laughs> genuinely like they went so under the radar for me never heard any of their stuff didn't know that Taylor Momsen is who Taylor Momsen is. I, I only found out she was Cindy Lou like two years ago. Yeah, I didn't realise that. I was like, whoa. Um, I just honestly thought that that actress just didn't do anything else, to be honest. But I was very wrong. Um, she was very, very active and still is to this day. The band's still gone strong. Um, so, yeah, I have no history with them at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, we're going to get into the history of The Pretty Reckless and talk about it and take you through their career. So, Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm bubbled in. So, The Pretty Reckless was formed in 2009 when Taylor Momsen met Kato Kandwala and Ben Phillips and started writing songs. On May 5th, 2009, the band played their first concert in the Amex in New York. Later that year, the lineup changed. Taylor Momsen was joined by John Sicolo on guitar. Matt Shirelli on bass and Nick Cambo on drums. The Pretty Reckless opened for the Veronicas on their 2009 tour. In 2010, Ciccolo, Chirelli and Car- Carbone uh, left the band. Uh, ben Phillips, Jamie Perkins and uh, Mark Damon joined the band. April 2010, the band embarked on the Warp Tour. In June 2010, they released their self-titled EP. But in August 2010, they released their debut album, Light Me Up. Uh, singles were Make Me Wanna Die, Miss Nothing and Just Tonight. Debut at number six in the UK and number 65 in the US, with number one on the UK rock charts and number 10 on the US alternative charts. The same month, uh, the Pretty Reckless went on the Light Me Up tour. In t- 2011, the Pretty Reckless supported Evanescence and Guns N' Roses on tour. Those are separate tours, by the way. Um, March 2010, uh, 2012, sorry, to the Pretty Reckless uh, went on the Me- the Medicine Tour. March 2012, they released the Hit Me Like a Man EP. May 2013, the band released a trailer for their second album, Going to Hell. On September 2013, uh, they signed to the label Razor and Tie. Uh, that same month, they went on the Going to Hell tour. March 2014, uh, The Pretty Reckless released the album Going to Hell. The singles were Going to Hell, Heaven Knows, Messed Up World, House on a Hill, and Follow Me Down. Debuted at number five in the US and number eight in the UK. Went number one in the UK rock charts and number two in the US alternative charts. The Pretty Reckless became the second female-fronted band to top the charts twice in a row. October 2016, The Pretty Reckless released the album Who You Selling For?, the singles were Take Me Down, Oh My God, and Back to the River. Debuted at number 23 in the UK, number 13 in the US, and number two on the rock charts. October 2016, the Pretty Reckless embarked on the Who You Selling For tour. 
May 2017, the Pretty Reckless supported Soundgarden on tour. May 2020, the band signed to Fearless Records. Uh, the same month, the Pretty Reckless became the first female front band to have five number one singles when Death by Rock and Roll was released. February 2021, the Pretty Reckless released the album Death by Rock and Roll. The singles were Death by Rock and Roll, and so it went. Uh, and Only Love Can Save Me Now. Reached number six on the UK charts, number 28 in the US. Reached number one on the UK rock charts and number three on the US, on the US rock charts. So currently, the Pretty Reckless are nominated for two iHeartRadio Music Awards and are the only female-led band nominated in any of the major categories. So that was the career of the Pretty Reckless. Um, yeah. Let's get into a discussion of them. Well, by the sounds of it, they've done some bits. Done some bits. Done some bits. They've done some bits. They've had a, a pretty good career. Um, yeah, it's bad to say I couldn't get into them. I mean, not, I, it's not for everyone. Yeah, no, but like, it's so funny because like, I feel like if I had a this band when I was like, like 13, 14, like you, I would have yeah, probably... Fair, yeah. I, I think it's kind of one of those things you kind of have to get into when you're younger. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm more into the first album than anything else, really. Yeah, like the one song I really, really did like was, um, I think it was, was it Make Me Want to Die? Yeah, yeah that's my favourite one. Yeah, and I, I, I just think it was really good. Like it was, I was like, oh, okay, I'll get into this. And then I listened to more music and I was like, oh, no. It's kind of all like samey, samey. You know, a lot of it is. I will agree with you there. I do love the pretty reckless, but a lot of it is. Yeah, which is fine. Like you have a formula, stick to it. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I actually was only talking to my mom about a different artist earlier on, and I was like, they're changing just to change with the times to make money and keep relevant. But yeah. I feel like if you just stick to your formula, stick to your stuff that your fans love, like you'll you'll stay more on track that way you know i mean like if if you have loyal enough fans like you're not gonna go anywhere yeah absolutely that makes sense so uh, on one on one part like i actually don't fault that on the other part i'm just kind of like my brain is so like tiktokanized that i'm like Give me variety now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, no, that is fair. You know, I do think if I had found the band when I was a bit younger, I would have been like, oh my God, I love them. But um, at the minute, I was just like, hmm, I can appreciate them. I can appreciate all the stuff they've done as well. And that mm-hmm. female lead band, which makes me sad that I couldn't get in because I'm like, oh, you're female fronted. I should be for you. But I'm just like, yeah. I know. I, I fancy Taylor Ramson so much. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Like, mm, yeah, I just think, and actually, I have to give it up to her. The way she's kind of done it, in the sense that she could have been put in that box of Cindy Lou forever, which I guess some people still consider her Cindy Lou. But even then, I was just saying I didn't find out she was Cindy Lou till two years ago. Yeah, or even like she could have been put in that box of Jenny Humphreys from Gossip Girl. You know, like she could have been put in that box, but she decided to break out and do it. And yeah branch out yeah and you have to give it to her I mean she's kind of yeah broken out of that box of like 12 started I mean she didn't want to act in the first place um her parents just obviously threw her into it but you know she it's got she is now obviously a huge rock star so there we go yeah like she got a dream in the end and she's an integral part of most people's childhood so you know it was kind of a (laughs) win-win to be fair yeah um, and got to be in one of the most iconic movies of all time. I know this podcast isn't about the movie, but I mean, you have to mention it. You can't not like. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Instagram name is based off of. Cindy. Oh yes. So like I'm like I have to I have to pay homage to my girl. You know I love her. <laughs> It's because I have a double barrel name, everybody. Shout out to you, Cindy Lou. My name is actually Katie Louise. So I'm like, oh, Katie Lou, ha, Cindy Lou. It's not the same. I can't believe that. I've only just caught that name. Did you only just caught that? <laughs> Are you messing? No, you definitely knew that before. Yeah, no, I kind of, it just clicked at me. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, see, for a reason. 
So yeah, um, but no, she did. She broke the mold and she became what she wanted to be, and she's doing it like as a. I was gonna say a solo female. That's so bad to her. Other she's doing as a lead, you know, a female lead. You know what I mean? Like a female lead, a band that's still going on this long, even though like you know I didn't know who they were. You know, not that mm-hmm. I'm the be all and end all, but I mean like. How many other people don't know about them, but yet they're still doing so well and still thriving. I even seen in my research that like they even they still have they're still gigging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you think about other female fronted bands like, for instance, Paramore, mm-hmm. not to drag, but kind of people left and the band kind of took a turn and did that thing of changing to change with the times rather than sticking to their formulas because people were leaving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just, I mean, I know they're still around, but like they're not as big as they used to be. That's true. Which is fine as well, which is absolutely fine. Like some, some bands just aren't meant to be the bands forever, you know? What's better in this case? Um, I mean, this is a bigger discussion, like changing for the times or staying consistent? It's such a fickle one mm. because you can change with the times and do it well. Yeah. Or you can change with the times and absolutely screw it up and mm. lose your fan base and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of like who changed with the times. Well, actually, no, I'll say no. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. If my mom ever listens to this podcast, she's going to kick me out. Taylor Swift. Yeah. She changed with the times really well, in my opinion. She did. She started out with country, and yes, she she doesn't want to lose those roots, and she always wants to be country, but let's face it, at the minute, or in recent years, she hasn't been. She's been more pop, which has been fine, because like she's not changing herself, if that makes sense, just yeah. changing her genre up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas then, if you want to take the likes of Ed Sheeran, who done a complete 360 like complete like uh, this came up because me and my mom were like watching the brits my mom's so cute she still does that thing of where somebody that i like or in this case used to like is on the tv she'll be like come down and make me watch it (laughs) (laughs) so she made me watch ed sheeran at the brits i don't know if you've seen evan did you i haven't now no, um, he was singing Bad Habits, which oh, I do not like that song. Yeah. And if you put Bad Habits beside, say, for instance, one of his four songs, like Little Board or even the A-Team, mm-hmm. the difference is absolutely, it's so strange. And, um, like, you know, like when he went to see him years ago, he'd like, he was his loop pedal and he had his formula, his thing that made him him. And now he's just kind of selling out and just to sell out in in my opinion like he could absolutely be changing as a person and I just might not be flowing with it and that's also fine but I want to just look up one thing real quick um who he who he um I was gonna say collab with who he had with him on the Brits tonight because it was, I don't know who it was, and I don't want to be, like, misinformed. But basically, it was, like, like a screamo band, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, but they were, like, singing Bad Habits with Ed Sheeran. Oh, my God. And, like, I mean, I think I'm actually using the wrong term for that. I'm so sorry for anybody that listens to any sort of metal like hey are you for real I'm, like, I'm really sorry but it's the only thing that can come to my head while I'm trying to not create um dead air <laughs> no that's fair but uh it was so bizarre and it wasn't even like the way bad habits is do you know what I mean so that's what I mean by like you can change really well and then you, you can not and I feel like by um the pretty reckless like sticking to their thing and having samey samey music it's what the fans like and it's what they like making and because they like making it it's translating and it's just flowing you know and they know their audience yeah and they know i mean that's what i mean you know taylor said that kirk cobain and like 
Nirvana and even like the Beatles are like a big inspiration on this band, you know? So they just, I think they know their market, they know their place and yeah. And they're all bands like the people that have inspired this band are all bands that have formulas and had their things and made it work and didn't really change that much. And if they did, it was still within their limits, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've just stayed consistent, which I mean, you can, uh, I feel is a good thing. No, I do too. I really do. And like, I also do think change is good as well. Some people need change. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. I mean, like, if, like, I feel like don't bring it back up because it's not her episode, but if Taylor Swift stayed the way she was when it she wouldn't. started, she wouldn't be who she is now. Yeah. So it can have good, good sides and bad sides. But I think for the Pretty Reckless at the minute, it's actually working for them. So they should stick to what they're doing. Absolutely. I think they're fantastic. So, you know, I really like it. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I don't have anything else to say. I think we got everything <laughs> there that we needed to do. I mean, what else can you yeah. say? They've been around for a while. They are very much a band that gigs, you know, which obviously it's hard to do now. Yeah, um, and the past few been, years. Yeah, and, you know, not many bands or artists gig anymore. Not many, mm-hmm. not many artists even release albums anymore. They bring out albums. They bring out bodies of work, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Like, and the industry is changing. I really do believe that, like, it's not the same as it was even, like, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, I just, I, I'm really indifferent on them. Like, I don't not like them and I don't love them do you know what I mean like if the songs were played I wouldn't be like oh turn that off I'd be like oh okay that's cool I'll listen to it but I wouldn't be going actively looking for them you know yeah that's and that's fair that's my, <laughs> my um general consensus that's fair so we're gonna move on now we're gonna do a little bit of a pop quiz with Katie are you uh, on the pretty reckless <laughs> majority of these what? are True or false or multiple choice. So, oh, they, everyone knows me so well. Everybody ever knows me so well. I mean, <laughs> I was trying to think. I was trying to make it easy for me as well as you was over there. To be so, fair, I was. I was trying to make a quiz for you. I was going to surprise you with it, but I was like, I actually can't think of one. <laughs> so, that's fair. This that's... took me a while. So, um, ten questions for Katie, and they are, in fact, pretty reckless. So, let's get into it. So question one, multiple choice. Make Me Wanna yep. Die appears in which 2010 film? Iron Man 2, Kick-Ass, Hot Tub Time Machine, or Get Into the Greek? I actually know this one. It's Kick-Ass. That's correct. Woo! <laughs> okay, so this is true or false. Uh, the band's original name was The Reckless. Um, True. Yep. Wow, that was such a guess. Right, okay, question three. What song is this lyric from? I had everything, opportunities for eternity, and I could belong to the night. Is it my medicine? Death by rock and roll? Make me want to die, or heaven knows? The second one. Death by rock and roll? Yeah. No, it was make me want to die. Oh, okay. You see, I don't know the lyrics very well. Okay. <laughs> Question four. The band opened which festival in 2010? Tifa on the Beach, Glastonbury, Capital Summertime Ball, or the V Festival? I want to say Glastonbury because I hope it's that. It's actually the V Festival. Oh, okay. They should, play, just Glastonbury. They should play Glastonbury, though. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so, question five. Taylor Momsen has claimed which female rock artist has influenced her sound? Joan Jett, Blondie, Stevie Nicks or Janis Joplin? Oh, that's hard. <coughs> you know, obvious when you look at her. <laughs> yeah, like I want to say Stevie Nicks. It's actually Joan Jett. Oh, I don't know who that is. I love rock and roll. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know her face, though. Oh, right. I know the song. <laughs> So, uh, true or false, uh, Kill Me was featured in the final episode of Gossip Girl. 
false. It was true. Well, I the only time any of her songs ever featured in Gossip Girl, which caused a lot of drama on set with Leighton Meester. Yeah, because I didn't think she'd want her music in that, but anyway. So, um, The Pretty Reckless posted the song He Loves You and Zombie posted the songs He Loves You and Zombie to which social media site in 2009? Twitter, Facebook, MySpace or Bebo? Facebook. It was actually MySpace. Was that still around 2009? Yeah, it was just dying, I think, though. Yeah, because Facebook came around in 2009. That's why I guess that. So question eight, Taylor Momsen said she is sick of being asked which interview, which question in interviews. How were you like Jenny Humphrey? Did you audition for Hannah Montana? What was it like to work with Jim Carrey? Or do you really write your own songs? I feel like it's number three. What was it like to work with Jim Carrey? Yeah. It was actually, did you audition for Hannah Montana? Because she did. No, no way. <laughs> Everything we've done has a connection to Hannah Montana. I We'll prove True. Yeah, because um, Hannah Montana is Jesus. Yes. <laughs> That's what. And Jesus is all around us, so. No. <laughs> Two fairly agnostic people right here, but anyway. <laughs> Question nine. Taylor Momsen had food poisoning on which morning show? This morning? Good morning, America. Good morning, Britain. The Today Show. Um, Good Morning America. It was actually this morning. Oh, for God's sake, I got two. <laughs> okay, question 10, final question. Which Disney movie did the Pretty Reckless sing on? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Frank and Weenie, Alice in Wonderland, or Cruella? Frank and Weenie. That's correct. Woo! I got three. Yes. <laughs> Better than nothing. What? Better than nothing. True. I tell you, we're going to say better than a different one. I was like, no, I actually think that's the worst I've ever done. But anyway, I wasn't expecting to do well, to be honest. So we're going to put the Pretty Reckless on our pop scale. Out of five, we're going to rank them based on their place in pop culture and how much we like them. Katie, out of five, what do you give TPR? Look, I'll give them a two and a half for mm-hmm. the simple reason that, like, like I said, I couldn't really get into them. And I didn't really know them before preparation of this episode. Um, uh, but I don't think they're bad, so I don't think they deserve less than that. And again, their place in pop culture, not that they don't have a place. Of course they do. Like everything <coughs> in the industry has a place in pop culture, but like they're not at the top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel they're yeah. very much in the middle and I feel like they're actually OK with that. And they're thriving and they're making a living and they're hopefully all happy. And in that case, absolutely perfect. So i'll give them a three because it took obviously one of taylor's former acting things she doesn't act anymore obviously to gossip girl to get me back into them and then obviously i liked them fell off and then came back and yeah that first album i resonate with a lot and then everything after that i like but doesn't really stick with me as much so yeah i get you and i feel like they're not that mainstream but they're okay with not being mainstream they kind of like what you just said there yeah, like they're very happy just kind of being under the radar with their their little kind of fan base that they have. Yeah, absolutely. So three for me for the Pretty Reckless. So next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we are enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Right. So I don't know if this um, is pop culture, mm-hmm. technically, but I'm obsessed with Wordle at the minute. Have you gotten into it? What is it? Oh my god, Evan, you're so late to the game. Oh, it's amazing. So it's a word game. Is it an app? <laughs> you know, it's a website. So you just go into your browser and type in like Wordle, mm-hmm. and it should be the first one that comes up. But it's like so you get like six lines, and you just have to type in a random word every day. So you only get one. Like there's only one word a day, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the whole group, so at the top, you like, you type in just a random word. (laughs) And then if the letters are gray, it means they're not in that word today. So like, if you like type in your 
they say house that's a word that i would use sometimes so your first word it's only a five letter word as well mm-hmm. so you type in house and then if the o came up but it was yellow it means the o is in the word of the day but it's in the wrong place and say if the e came up and it was green it means it's in the word and it's in the right place and if all the rest of the letters are gray it means they're in the wrong place and uh, they're they're not in the letter they're not in the word basically it's okay. really hard to describe but once you actually play it it's easy you know? oh, okay right i will get that a go actually yeah i made my mom watch me play it tonight because <laughs> my auntie was only talking about how she's after getting into it mm-hmm. um, and she only started playing it like two days ago but oh, i love it it's just so fun um so I made me mom watch me play so she could understand how to play so she can play it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's actually like, it's a little bit sick how much I like look forward to playing it every day. <laughs> it's actually very nerdy. But other than that, um, what's been popping with me, I, I've i been watching, re-watching um, Fuller House mm-hmm. at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been nice. I've been watching it for about over a week and I'm on the last few episodes of the last season. And yeah, I mean, I feel like we spoke about that show so much on this podcast, but I've been re-watching it and I've we been loving it. it. Yeah, that is it. That, I love that show. Um, I have a lot. I have a lot. <laughs> I have a big list. So if you need recommendations on literally everything I'm about to mention, so check it out. Uh, I started off with a, a series I'm watching that's it's taken me a while to get through just because the episodes are really long but there's only 10 episodes yeah. and just having a time because I've been working and you know I started it in isolation because my friend recommended it. it's called Yellow Jackets it's really okay. good it's really dark and dramatic and kind of spooky-ish it's about a bunch of girls in the 90s they're they're a soccer team they're playing crashes and it cuts to them now with how they're like like the whole mystery is like what happened in the area that the plane crashed and like because they were stuck there for like days or whatever or like weeks or something like that but it was really it's really good i really enjoyed that started uh real housewives of salt lake city oh very nice a lot to get through there um very juicy very juicy i will yeah. say that especially with all the legal stuff that's going on right now mm-hmm. let's see i this is a show I watched before, but I haven't watched it properly. But I am now Baby Daddy on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I've I seen Baby Daddy. Daddy. I haven't actually sat down and watched it. It is good. Like it's it's a nice watch. Just throw on. Like it is great, and also Scrubs. I started rewatching Scrubs. Um, it's not what I remembered it to be, but I'm still watching it, and I like it, so it's fine. Yeah. So some podcasts have here. Um. So What Women Binge, hosted by Melissa Joan Hart, who you might know from Sabrina Teenage Witch or Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. She's had, she talks about like what she's, in, she has guests on, they talk about what they're enjoying, what they like to binge in terms of TV, movies, anything really, pop culture. And yeah, I was going to make a critical consensus about her, but I don't know if I should. <laughs> I like her, but she gives me like Candace Bure vibes. Yeah. Yep. So, also, welcome to our show, the New Girl Podcast, hosted by Hannah, Zoe, and Lamorne. So, CC, Jess, and oh, yes. and Lamorne like to tweet of mine on Twitter. I know. I know. I <laughs> Um, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, which is the Scrubs Recap Podcast with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. I think mm. I had another one. Oh, and I'm really uh, Sing 2, the movie. Really good. Oh, yeah. I tried to watch that um, at home. but it's Sing 2 or that. Sing? Sing 2. Oh, I love Sing 2. Absolutely. So I think it was legally, but we won't say that here. No, well, you just said Sorry it. No, you know what I mean. Um, everyone knows. <laughs> no, guys, support no, the entertainment oh, industry. I feel like it's on. Is Sing 2 not on Disney Plus? No, it's not a Disney movie. I thought it was. Yeah, but there's some films on it that's... Oh, no, dear, Fox, the, Fox would be the one that's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, well, I didn't know it was Universal. Anyway, before we go, while we're on the topic of Disney+, Plus, 
I'm what's popping. I actually forgot something. I should start writing these down. But I never really have a lot, so I never usually do. Sure. I've been watching um, Pam and Tommy. Oh, I haven't watched that yet, but what's it like? I'm dying to watch it. It's strange, but good. I do. I love Pam. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is good. Um, the one thing I don't like about it is it was made without their consent. Fair. Sure, so was so, um, half the things. To do. What? It just made me think about House of Gucci. Oh yeah, but I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> but no, um, it wasn't made with their consent, and these people are still alive. And it was a very like tumultuous time for her, and like I kind of feel bad. Like it's kind of like she's gonna be exploited in a way. Yeah. But. but I it like it is good like it's good entertainment do you know what I mean yeah I I will watch it probably this weekend or whenever um because yeah. I do love Pam so there yeah and the casting for Pam and Tommy were absolutely excellent. oh yeah Lily James looks exactly like her oh unbelievable but um um yeah and Seth Rogen is in it also is Nick Offerman I love him as well he was also in yeah. too yeah so yeah popping with me yep so i mean i don't have any more to say i've given you all the list there so there's some things there for you if you need to check things out and listen to things so yeah write those down your notes people right absolutely so katie where can the people find us people can find us on instagram and twitter at make it make it a podcast you Mm -hmm. can also um give us a little rating on spotify if you listen to us there or a little review on Apple Music, if you so wish. And you can also listen anywhere else you get your podcasts, just in case you need a different platform. Absolutely. We're available on many different platforms. So that has been our episode on The Pretty Reckless. Uh, and yeah, you'll hear from us next week. Bye. <laughs>